What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, Oh, man, we say every morning that we learn something new about Ty Henderson, our producer, then that's what makes him unique and a great producer. But uh, has walked home from Rainy Street many times. We just found out in the break of the walking home was your thing, Ty. When you had too much to drink at 2 o'clock, you were just cranky and mad and kicking stuff. Kicking cans, <laughs> kicking over garbage cans, yeah. yelling at homeless people. Oh, that's too much. That's too much. Uh, and several people agreed with you, Ty, that uh, I walked home from the West Campus many times from 6th Street. Um, and the yeah. city bus. And that, the was city. A, that was a party. Back I did that then. once. I got a fight on the bus. I've lived in Austin since 1991 and have never been on a city bus. Dude, don't. I did it one time. I'm done. Done. I don't want to. Hey, listen, I don't want to knock your transportation because you got to get. I've been on buses people in other get to cities. Work. I've been on buses in other cities. I've, I've taken never the been train. On I had to go bus. to Boston, taking the sure. trolley everywhere I went. Hey, uh, this says that's a lot of accidental deaths in 10 months. It mm. is. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they're 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 investigating, I guess. But um, all right, it's part of a buck off Thursday. Good conversations this morning. Uh, coming up, Quan Cosby. He was out of practice watching the Longhorns the other day. We'll see what he can reveal to us about uh, what the Horns are looking like. Also, it's just good to check up on Quan. He'll have a Masters pick for us too. I, I texted Quan yesterday because you want because Quan's going to play with me in the Mullet Open in a month. Yes, um, the Mullet Open is Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Today Mayo. is the 6th of April, so we're inside a month to your big golf tournament. And uh, Quan's going to play on my team again. And I've always said Quan is the best foursome partner because he's so much fun. He tells great stories. Does he have a good time? Hits the ball a mile. And, and I think you put this in with Isaiah Collier's dad? Yeah. Papa Cece? Papa Cece Come will on, be man. there. Yeah. We're going to hit some long bombers out there. No, y'all just going to drink some brewskis. That's oh, what y'all going to be doing. Man. Telling stories. Looking forward to being out there in one month with Quan and uh, – Having a good old time. I'm like, excited. Like, it is the 50th anniversary of the Berg Center for you this year. That's awesome. 50 years they've that's been doing this. Been such a great uh, taking charity care of for these, so long. Taking care of these kids. Looking forward to being out there. And Quan's always fun. Last year we, when we played on a Friday, Quan had been at the Eagles concert the night before. Wow. At Moody Center. It was one of the first shows ever when that arena opened. And uh, he was telling us stories. He was talking to Chris Del Conte and all the all the scoop that was coming down. It's good stuff. So uh, we'll talk. You got to that you. great dinner on Friday night, and of course Thursday, the little mini mullet. You know, Hay City Store, the hamburgers coming. Ooh, my man Travis Tindall. Yeah, thank you to and Travis. Hay City Store. Yeah, love that. Hey, this says uh, don't underestimate alcohol and poor decisions made near open water. That is true. Yeah, and I do. As Ty even we we would get uh, the deaths. I think several of them have been homeless folks. Um, you know, people experiencing homelessness and. Uh, that can happen. So, but yes, you got the online community now wondering if there's a, a problem or someone in Austin that's uh, taking lives. Yeah, I just never did. When, I mean, when I was juicing it up, I just never got to really close dangerous things with, that, with the exception of driving at times, which, yes, I'm guilty of doing that. And I think we all have been. I'm guilty of doing that. And I'm glad I didn't kill somebody's kid or myself or injure anybody. But I've never been one to get close to like water or lean over things. I knew you, you know, when you I were did, drinking. I did. I'm taking a 
pee in a street somewhere, but I'm not leaning over I'm some not bridge. Justifying you, but I, I I knew you when you were drinking a lot, and you couldn't tell. No, no, no. You were. Dude, I mean, I've you, done, you tell. see me come from a show. You see me on on air. You yes. couldn't tell no, that or, you were drunk. No, oh, not no. even not even a bit. Nope. I'd go down to Shoal Creek Saloon <laughs> before we'd get on the air in the afternoons, and it'd be, huh? How many? What did you have? Uh, three shots of Jack. Well, couple, that, well, couple bud chasers. Well, it really is. If you could connect the timeline, the your, the wheels came off of your alcoholism when we were moved to the mornings. Yeah, and you had to get up in the morning every day. When I called you one morning <laughs> and said, "Hey, I won't be coming in." <laughs> hey, you got you got a phone call. We were call. doing afternoon shows, and then all of a sudden they dump us into the six a.m. slot, and that got a little more difficult. Hey, God, am I happy about not doing that anymore? That's exactly right. Can we talk to uh, Quan Cosby coming up? Also, David Pierce talking Texas baseball. Also, you know, obviously. I'm sure Coach Pierce is playing a little bit of weatherman right now, trying to figure out uh, this schedule with K-State this weekend. Uh, We'll talk to Coach Pierce coming up our weekly Thursday visit. First, though, the headlines. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. And, yes, they have teed off at Augusta National, the 87th plane of the Masters. 88 players teeing off today. Your leader right now is the amateur. Uh, McLean is uh, at one under par. Everybody else even. It's very, very early, obviously. Yesterday, quite the scene with Scotty Scheffler jarring an ace at the par three contest on the ninth hole. He didn't win that, though. Tommy Tom Hoagie did. And, of course, no one who's ever won the par three tournament has won the Masters that same year. Uh, but as far as uh, prominent tee times, the first big name going off the board will be Tiger Woods. He goes at 9-18 this morning, the five-time champ, alongside Victor Hovland and Xander Schauffele. Uh, it'll be Rory McIlroy. Looking to claim his, actually, Scotty Scheffler become the next uh, world number one. The world number one goes off at about 12.36 this afternoon. Looking to go back-to-back. He'd be the first back-to-back winner of the Green Jacket since Tiger Woods 20 years ago. Rory McIlroy seeking uh, the career Grand Slam. He goes off in the second-to-last group today. Jordan Spieth, he's off in the last group today. It's been eight years now since his win back in 2015. Austin becomes an NBA city tonight. And again this weekend, San Antonio Spurs in town. Uh, they're going to hey, play two games at Moody Center. Portland Trailblazers tonight, Minnesota on Saturday night as part of their 50th anniversary season. That's how it's been built. But Greg Popovich, the Spurs head coach today or yesterday, revealed that uh, they plan to do this every year now in the capital city. You know, we live here in this region, you know, all the way from Mexico, all the way from all the way up to here, and spread that experience that, that we've had with the Spurs uh, into another area because we haven't been up here. But to do that, we've got to make the effort to be seen and to get up here and play some games. And I think, you know, we'll do that, I think, every year now. I don't think I know. Uh, And so this is the start of that. NBA last night, big win for the Mavericks. They rallied to beat Sacramento 123-119 and keep their playoff hopes alive. Kyrie had 19 of his 31 in the fourth. Luka had 29. Dallas now even with Oklahoma City for the 10th seed in the West with two games to play. Both will be home games for the Mavericks with Chicago and San Antonio. Also last night, Milwaukee clinched the best record in the league with a win over Chicago for the regular season. Also, Denver clinches the number one spot in the West with a win over the Grizzlies. Offseason basketball news. Yesterday, we told you Rodney Terry and the Longhorns have signed on to play in the Empire Classic at Madison Square Garden this November. Uh, word yesterday and today that uh, from John Rothstein, the Hoops Insider, that Texas is going to travel to Milwaukee to face former Longhorn head coach Shaka Smart and the Marquette Golden Eagles as part of the Big East Big 12 battle that's coming up this season. No date has been set. Other intriguing games in that matchup of conferences, according to Rothstein, will include Houston facing Xavier in Cincinnati. Villanova will play at K-State. TCU will travel to Georgetown. Seton Hall will play at Baylor and UConn will play Kansas at Fog Allen Fieldhouse in a matchup with the last two national champions. Speaking of Baylor and college hoops, their all-Big 12 guard LJ Cryer has entered his name into the transfer portal. Did that yesterday, according to On3 Sports. As many as 13 teams have already reached out to the sharpshooter from Katy. That includes Houston, Kansas, Texas A&M, and Texas.
Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a fool this month. Come to Top Gun for great deals on steel lawn equipment and Toro, Hustler, and Gravely mowers to kick off spring. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. Yeah, Kansas coach Bill Self did say yesterday he's 100% certain he'll be back coaching next year for the Jayhawks, which is a good piece of news on a buck on Thursday. Also, it's now official. The uh, women's national championship game buck was the highest viewed women's game ever. And the men's national championship game Monday night was the lowest viewed men's game ever. So, tale of two two tournaments. And again, the TV ratings were great for the men's tournament all the way to the Final Four in the, in the last game. Uh, just the gangbusters for CBS and Turner and TBS and all those. I thought it was exciting. I thought weekends. the men's, the whole tournament was exciting this year. And we'll talk about the women's opportunity to build on that uh, and, and move forward. I mean, you, you jump 103%. But let's uh, switch gears, go right to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline and talk some golf and football with our friend Quan Cosby, the lifetime Longhorn, uh, also doing great work with the uh, university still. Hello, Quan. What's up, E? What's up, Bucky? How What's up, doing Quan? Doing fantastic, man. You doing all right? Been good, man. Just running around a little bit. Finally made it out to a practice, uh, spring practice the other day, and I uh, like what I'm seeing. Yeah, to talk about that, uh, I wanted to reach out to you yesterday to find out if you're going to play on my, my team at the Mullet Open uh, in a month. But I also saw your picture with with President Hartzell and uh, Michael Huff and a bunch of former former players out there watching practice. Uh, what were your takeaways from what you're seeing? Uh, I know a lot of expectation for Longhorn fans with Steve Sarkeesian in year three. Yeah, man, I, I think the noticeable thing is probably the same thing you saw in the pictures that you saw with us, that I'm really small out there. <laughs> <laughs> Standing next to Huff and Okafer and all those cats. But, man, it, it, was, it was impressive, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I would say the defense won the day that I was at. And by talking about being really small, um, that freshman, Anthony Hill, walked by me. And how is that kid 18 years old? I mean, it, it is unreal. So between him and J.T. Sanders going at it and Jay Witt making some plays, it was just uh, – uh, and I'll tell you what's very clear, too, that, that was interesting that I just didn't notice. Quinn Gears just, like, lost some weight. I know he lost a mullet, but I think there was some weight that came with it. So he looks real healthy out there, spending it pretty great. So, again, I see why the expectations are high because that was a really physical uh, practice after a scrimmage, and uh, it certainly raised mine. Uh, Quan, the wide receivers, obviously, I know as a position you played and watched probably closer than others, that, that's a position that needs improvement. Sarkis talked about the entire passing game has to be at a much higher level this year with the loss of Bijan and Roshan, and they just have to be clicking. I mean, there were times last year they just abandoned the pass and, and just ran the ball, uh, beat Baylor that way, and that's just they, they can't do that again. they got to be more balanced. What did you see from the receiver position that, uh, that caught your eye? You know, we got the re- new receivers coach, and I think what everyone said about him is he's a little more of a technician. He's a little more of a developmental. And it's, it was a practice. And, and I could just tell those little things, me being a you know 5'10 receiver, I had to absolutely be a good route runner and be able to come out of breaks. And it's just little things like that you can tell that they're doing a, a bit differently. And, and I'll tell you, too, and I'm sure this was in the works or wanted to be even a year ago, it's a few more NFL routes Um now you have the guys who can sling it and get it to those sidelines and different things like that on a 24-yard route. But it was uh, the route running, I already see some improvement. And, and then you have the Nayers and the Mitchells, who theirs look great, especially for their size, but they're also just going to be beefed out there. So it's just man, that room, to, to Sark's point, needed to improve. Um, I think they underachieved with the group they had last year, but 
Um, I don't see that happening per what I saw at practice and just, I mean, the numbers and the depth they have now. How about the secondary, Quan? I mean, with, with the, you know, with the resurgence of some of these guys at wide receiver, how about these guys in the secondary? They they helping them and making them better uh, by the way they defend well, yeah. too? Yeah, no, that's, uh, I think I even mentioned, I said the defense won. Um, we're talking about those good receivers and, and they were, you know, in the mix running good routes and mm-hmm. the quarterbacks were trying to put it where they could, but I mean, they were, the defense still won because of the way they were covering because they were knocking out balls. And I think I saw at least two interceptions when I was there. So, uh, yeah, that secondary, they're, they're physical. They, with the transfers, with you know, the guys that stayed a little bit longer, uh, it was, uh, like I said, it was a press, really impressive group. Yeah, Gavin Holmes in from Wake Forest. Ryan Watts transferred in from Ohio State a year ago, and that adds to the, the recruiting that they've done at that position. And Sark cited that as, and his coaches for doing a great job of upgrading there. And, you know, Quan, we've talked about – and here's the thing. You were on the sidelines for years as the sideline uh, reporter on radio, and so you got to see this team with your, you know, up close for year after year. Uh, and you also played at Texas, and when the, when the talent was kind of getting – where it feels like it's getting back to – where practices are, uh, you know, highly competitive, and you're you're going against really great competition, and we didn't see that in a lot of the years that you were on the sidelines. Are you starting to see that now, where it's it's kind of good on good, and, and steel sharpening steel. Dude, you know, uh, even going back to the games I watched, or you know, even being at the practices, I remember talking to because I played in the league. I talked to so many scouts. I knew them over the years, the coach guys, the, the Bengals guys, and all of that. And I, I think the the clear one is this conversation that I think happened a lot of times when we were during our era was a scout sitting there going, look at that dude right there. Oh, yeah, he's day one. You know, <laughs> he's oh, day that, one. Right. Mm. oh, that tackle's day one. And, and I'm sitting there going, whoa, 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 I have not heard that in my seven years of being back around it. I mean, Bijan, we believe, is going to be a first-round you know, draft pick. But you're talking about multiple guys out there that, that, are, that they're talking day ones about, it's uh, th- that's the difference. That's the difference in being back and and even just talking to them about that perspective. They're like, this is starting to look like Texas again. So I totally agree, man. Between Banks and Sanders and so many dudes out there, Jay Witt, um, it's it's cool to see that talent level back to uh, where, where where you're truly going to be nationally competitive. But uh, certainly, as it's somewhat farewell season at Big Twelve, I think the expectations, like you said early on, are super high. And rightfully so. A lot of good players. And uh, Sark in year three and the continuity of the coaching staff uh, should start to pay some dividends this year. You mentioned Quinn Ewers maybe slimmed down a little bit. And he, you know, Sark even talked about that, that he remade his body, uh, the game slowing down for him a little bit. And I like your comment about different routes because, you know, if you don't have a quarterback that can throw those deep outs and those long out passes, uh, why even work on Why even put them in your playbook? Now they have a couple quarterbacks that can do that, right, with Quinn and there's Arch Manning. I mean, those guys can make those throws, which is what Sark wants is the you know, defense to have to cover you know every blade of grass on the football field. Man, the reason I knew that it was a 24-yard route, that particular one I was remembering, is because I heard the receivers coach say, yeah, you can't be 22, you can't be 26. That quarterback is going to throw it at this point. And the point that they were throwing it at is something you'll see on, on the, at the combine. Uh, you know, a man sitting at 24 yards, rolling out, and boom, him hitting him on the dime. I think out of the ones they threw, uh, especially one, two, three, um, even Murphy, Malik looks like a new kid back there from a, from a throwing standpoint. Um, uh, out, of, out of the four or five balls they threw, I know the first three guys, toe tap, just perfect throws for um, 
for, for that particular route combination. So, yeah, no, they got some dudes that can absolute sling it. And Quinn looks like he did that early on. When we Clearly, we talk a lot about the Oklahoma game because he just looked effortless. Um, I mean, I think he, uh, he, he hit Jay Witt and maybe even one of the freshmen down the right sideline at about 60, 60, between 6 and 65 yards. And it just, again, it had that effortless look. So, man, they all look better. Um, Manning looked good. He did throw, throw a pick because of that defense playing well and, and dropping back and things he'll learn. But it's, it's, I'm excited, excited as I have been for a while for a team in the fall. How about how about with uh, Xavier, his consistency just in, in a practice standpoint, uh, the, the, the simple catches, the looking the ball in, over-exaggerating the catch and things like that. Has he gone back and do you notice any fundamental changes in, in what he's doing at all, Quan, at the wide receiver position? You know, I think some of um, – and, and, you know, people don't talk a lot about the psyche of the different positions. And if you have kind of that um, time where, where you're in a slump and you're dropping balls and different mm-hmm. things like that, you can see it written all over his face, even to certain levels. Some would say in the effort standpoint. But what, what he had was that bounce back. You know, I, I can tell he it's a new year for him. He's going into spring. There's competition in the room slash, you know, someone else to, to, to make it – uh, a lot harder for them to double him. So you can just tell, I mean, those guys, they, they're, they're hanging out and they're just getting closer and closer and you can see it. They're pulling for each other. They're competing on one-on-one. So, yeah, no, man, he just has – the guy, he looks like a cheetah out there anyway, and he has that cheetah bounce right now. Quan Cosby with us at the practice earlier in the week. Quan, uh, we know in, in addition to your real job, you help out the university and are close with President Hartzell. I have to feel like – that there's a lot of positivity based on the basketball season and the hiring of Rodney Terry just in just in the whole organization. I mean, it could have gone a totally different direction with Chris Beard. Uh, we talked about it a lot during the process, but man, the run they made and the positivity in the room when Rodney was announced officially, uh, a lot of a lot of momentum. And they, you know, it's amazing that the the program is in, in as good a shape as it's been in a long time, even with a coach having to be dismissed midseason. <laughs> Man, I and not to bring up something negative, but uh, we didn't win the Natty. But I remember when the unfortunate situation when a tennis coach got dismissed, and um, and, and we ended up uh, winning the national championship. I think it had a very, very similar feel. Um, uh, Beard being a homer, there's so many reasons that one hurt a lot, and um, and, and the way it went down. But <laughs> Chris Del Conte, everybody, including me, were like, dude, what are we waiting on? Hire this man for somebody to come and get him, and uh, he had a plan uh, and, and and executed it pretty dang well. I, in talking to the Biancos and folks that went to that press conference, they said it was it was a feel like they just haven't had in a long time, and and it being so right, and uh, and and just Coach Coach Terry is the dude, he's our guy, and uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad CDC got it done. Agreed. Quan Cosby with us. Quan, who's your pick for the Masters? Uh, I know Sergio's a friend, and he's there. He's teeing off this morning. Uh, do you have a favorite that you like this weekend? Yeah, man, I do. I actually, um, my favorite, of course, I'm a homer. Y'all know that. I don't hide it. It's Scheffler because he's still playing well. But but I think who who took him down in, in the match play, uh, Burns over there from Louisiana, that dude's playing, uh, he's, play, he's playing as, as good as it gets. So I think it's Scheffler, but um, – I think it's going to be a tight one, especially with that weather. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. We'll see you, you at Quan. the Mullet Open in a month. And uh, keep, keep, it, keep keep hitting those 350 bombs off the tee, okay? We're going to need you. We're going to need you. That's <laughs> scramble. 
I'm going to work on that, especially for Lost Pines. Appreciate yeah, it. really. Right, Quan Cosby. Thanks, Quan. There you go. By the way, thank you to one of the texters that said, let me let me know, and, and I agree with you 100%. No, Bucky, everybody hasn't done that before. Shriven, while wow, had, had drinks. I, I, I agree 100%, and I'm glad you're not one of those people. But I the the circles that I've been in, it's you know it's happened. But yeah, there are people that don't drink and drive. Correct. So uh, thank you for letting me know that. I well said, said everybody. I didn't and mean to, to, I, I didn't mean to put everybody in there. Everybody doesn't drink. That's right. And everybody that drinks is not a drunk. So well said. Uh, also well said on Quan talking about uh, the first day, first day guys at the draft, and then that the Longhorns getting back to that talent level. You realize when Bijan is drafted in the first round in three weeks from today. It'll be the first offensive player the longest we've had drafted in the first round since Vince in 2005 into six. Yep. First offensive player in the first round in all that time. Uh, and it's the first time since 2015 Texas will have a player drafted in the first round at all. At any position. And now you hear Quan out there with a bunch of former NFL players, Brian Arakpo and uh, Okafer and those guys, Michael Huff, and they're looking at it saying, oh, yeah, Kelvin Banks first, you know. Yeah, Stay healthy. That guy's going early. Oh, for sure. Uh, Jatavion Sanders. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people think A.D. Mitchell from Georgia, the kid that transferred in, and Isaiah Nay are both guys that could be first, second day kind of, you know, first, second round kind of players at wide receiver. Uh, Xavier Worthy, and then the guys up front on the defensive side of the ball. So it is trending in a good direction that way. Uh, now you got to put it on the field, as, as Sark would say, put it in the dirt, man. Put it in the put dirt in the... while you're here, please. Yes. And it's got to show up, uh, at, at, you know, and win those games that in the fourth quarter that you you gave away last year, uh, and the coaching has to, you know, bring that home and uh, finish the deal. But the talent is certainly in place to be the best team in the Big Twelve this year. We'll come back when we do. Longhorn baseball has the talent to be the best team in the Big Twelve this year. I think we'll talk to Coach David Pierce. They lost a tough one on Sunday. Uh, what's their plan for this weekend? Obviously, the weather not optimal today or tomorrow. We'll talk to Coach Pierce on the plan next here on Beanie. It's Bucky and Aaron. BNA with you on a Thursday, as our producer Ty Henderson just said to me, beautiful day for a master's nap. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's a, it's a great day to shut up inside and watch some golf today, but uh, not sure about some baseball. It's cold and rainy. That's going to be the case today and into tomorrow. We'll talk uh, here in a moment, or actually right now. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline and talk to the head baseball coach of the Texas Longhorns. Uh, coming off a two and two week last week on the road and a big win on th- Tuesday seven to one over Air Force to start the week uh, into Easter with uh, with a win. He is uh, with us as always on a on a Thursday morning at eight thirty on the Vaqueros Hotline. Coach, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing fantastic, Coach. Uh, happy Easter to you coming up and congratulations on uh, uh, that winning streak that you had. I mean, there were lots of lots of, lots of things to be learned throughout that winning streak, and part of that is winning. And now it's time to start another one. Yeah. Well, first of all, happy Easter to you guys and, and all of Longmore Nation. Uh, it's been a special weekend. Yep. Um, but when you look back at the week, yeah, we did. We, we, we continue the winning streak. And then I thought their kid Saturday, DeJuan Watch Brown, was outstanding and pitched a great game. And, they just beat us on Saturday. The frustrating part of last week is we just felt like we let one get away from us on Sunday late. And we got an early lead and didn't, did not take advantage of tacking on. And, you know, we silenced the crowd. We kind of controlled the, the 
Friday game and, and most of Sunday, and we just didn't finish. And I think that was frustrating for our team, for our staff. And, you know, you look at after the first two weekends going against Tech and Oklahoma State on the road, you go, yeah, four and two is pretty good, but we have opportunity to be there five and one and moving into week three of the conference. That there's a lot of implications that go with that, but the way we look at it now is it got away from us. Now we got to find one down the road that, oh hell, how'd we win that one? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we learn from it, we move on. But uh, I really like where our players are. I like the way they bounce back on Tuesday against Air Force and. Harry Kennedy said to me after the game, he goes, Coach, we made them look worse than they are. I go, what do you mean by that? He goes, we just played so well. And I said, you're right. I mean, we played such a clean game. Uh, We had some guys that hadn't pitched a lot, pitched well against an offensive team and uh, played great defense. So it was a good bounce back game. And now we'll get ready for K-State. Yeah, the Sunday game was uh, was frustrating. I mean, I thought your pitching staff uh, did a great job of pitching out of trouble, which is always you never know on the road in a in a hostile environment like that when you do get runners on. You know, LBJ had had five walks, but uh, pitched out, didn't pitched away from trouble. Uh, David Shaw and Ace Whitehead did as well, and that's why it was frustrating to lose it in the ninth inning. But uh, we also know in the top of the frame, you guys had the bases loaded with nobody out, and then couldn't uh, you know give Zane Morehouse any uh, any you know, uh, insurance at the top of the ninth. I'm sure that was frustrating as well. Well, you you just you, you dissect the game, and it's always more than just that yep. one pitch, that one inning. Usually, if you look earlier in the game, I think in the fourth, we had first and second hit into a double play. Uh, we didn't have a ton of opportunities because their bullpen's really good. Um, but when we did, we didn't capitalize. And then we get to the ninth, and, yeah, base loaded nobody out, and just we kind of just gave them exactly what they needed. And you know, it's the game is so interesting and so different. Uh, you know, so many things can happen, and unfortunately, it didn't happen in our favor. And we were not pleased. That was not a very fun bus ride home. Yeah, um, you guys bust up there, right? That was a long bus ride. Yeah, it was a brutal bus ride. <laughs> It's one of the two that's kind of our cutoff of Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. Uh, you know, the 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 drive there's not bad. The the bus ride home is always bad just because it's after a Sunday game and you, you get home early Monday morning and the kids gotta be in class and we start our prep. So it is it is what it is, but uh, we just felt like we let that one get away. But you know, you can't dwell on it. That's the one thing in our game. You have opportunity immediately afterwards, and we did a good job of bouncing back. They did seven to one over Air Force on Tuesday. Uh, here comes Kansas State, coach, and they're sitting nineteen and twelve. They're off to a five four start in Big Twelve play, so they're a good ball club. Uh, any idea what the weather plan can be? Doesn't look great today or tomorrow, and obviously it's a it's a Thursday through Saturday series. Any any working plan, or just play it as it comes? No, we're working on it right now. I talked to Pijus this morning. I've talked to Christoph Conte. We've got people on it. Um, I think, you know, it, normally on days like this, we find a window. Um, the forecast doesn't show that at all today. So I think worst case or next case scenario, if we couldn't play today, we'd probably go a doubleheader tomorrow and then one on Saturday. Um, if we can't do that. We're, we're trying to get approval to see if we can go Friday through Sunday. Uh, then they have to look at flights because it's a commercial flight. So there's a lot of uh, different variables we have to work with to figure this out. But I think we're pretty good at getting them in. So we'll 
we'll figure it out and see what happens. Yeah, Big 12 play tonight with Kansas State. Uh, and your ball club uh, coach, you you know, in addition to uh, you know giving away the game Sunday in your mind uh, with the ball club uh, offense wasn't as offensive. Uh, you know, you went from you, you had the, the 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 Friday night game where you put five on the board by the fourth inning, and then really uh, the pitcher on Saturday was outstanding. One pitcher of the week honors from the Big Twelve, but but they uh, their their bullpen and Oak State really we shut you guys down for a majority of the rest of the weekend. What did you work on in the cage, and what are you working on offensively to get those guys back going uh, for K State this weekend? Well, I think probably the, the the first thing you look at and what stands out is pitch recognition. Are we swinging at the right pitches? So are we good in the zone? Are we chasing and getting ourselves out of the zone? Uh, we talk a lot about it's always hit until no. And so uh, you you don't have opportunity to guy releases a pitch and, and maybe I'll swing, maybe I don't. It's always yes, yes, yes to – to a take or to a hit. So I think just pitch recognition and staying in the middle of the field, we've been pretty good at. Um, and I like, again, like the way we bounce back um, on Tuesday, because when you start hooking balls in batting practice, that's really not a very good approach. And uh, we're really good day to day of staying middle of the field, backspinning baseballs. And that's kind of our, our goal. And we, we feel like if we do that, we're in a good position on the fastball, and when somebody makes a mistake with the breaking ball, we can keep it fair and and still create some bat speed through that pitch. So um, not a whole lot of difference. I mean, sometimes you run into some guys. Uh, uh, Garrett Gillamette had a really good weekend. E.K. and, and, and uh, Peyton struggled at the top of the order. It's just it, it just kind of it was what it was. I thought their kid out of the bullpen, Drew Blake, was very good. A left-hander gave us some problems, and then um, their other kid, Isaac, Isaac, what, what was Isaac's last name? Uh, Stevens. Stevens was good. So I don't just credit them. I just think we we kind of froze up on some pitches, and so it always goes back to the mind mostly uh, versus. Dealing with a lot of mechanical changes. Yeah, and, and that's what I was going to ask you, Coach. When it, when you when you when you go through a, a weekend like you just had, and you go through a streak like you just had, and offensively you're finding ways to win. Defensively, you're you're back to almost to where I I, I would think you'd like to be. But the mental part of the game, just the, the little things that can get a win here or can get you a loss there. How, how, are your guys mentally? Uh, do you feel like they're really focused in on what they need to do now? that you can actually win games with the mental part of the game? Well, I think, I think they have been tremendous with the mental game this year mm-hmm. for a young team, for a lot of new players. I think they've handled a lot. And uh, I didn't see anything different there. I just felt like they made some pitches. Like you said earlier, we made some pitches to get out of some jams. I felt like they did the same thing. And uh, we're talking about two top 20 teams going at it yep. on the road. Yeah, you know, we we can go back to uh, a handful of Sundays. We should have won at Fullerton on a Sunday. We should have won that one on a Sunday. Um, so you you concern yourself. Are we are we focused to finalize to finish a series? And you know, there's always so many variables in our game, but our goal is not to just be one dimensional. And if we can if we can score multiple ways. Uh, win in multiple ways, that's key for us. Yep. 
21 and 9 through 30 games, 4 and 2 to start the Big 12. And I felt like they gave one away Sunday. Uh, we'll see if they have to play Sunday, as Coach just mentioned. They're looking at all variables when it comes to the weather this weekend in this three game series with the Kansas State Wildcats. Coach, we get a lot of questions from our listeners. I know. Uh, we were talking about it, Buck and I, this week about Tanner Witt, and I know when we talked at the beginning of the year, you felt like there is a plan for him to pitch for you guys this year. Can you give us an update on Tanner and how he's how he's feeling? Faced three live hitters yesterday, for nice the first time, and and it was really exciting for him, his teammates. Uh, uh, during the week, once we start playing four and five games a week, we guys that do not pitch as much as needed or get as many at bats, we we call it our, our extra period. And so we'll have those pitchers face hitters. And Tanner was a part of that yesterday. And he looked great. And so it's all about how his body and arm recovers. He'll do it again next week. And then we'll just continue to um, see how he's recovering, see how he feels. And hopefully that plan continues and we can get him out there in about three weeks. Three weeks. Uh, I, I remember, Coach, and every player is different, every injury is different in recovery times, but I remember the kid at Oklahoma last year, Kate Horton, was you know, coming off a similar injury, and he, you know, Skip Johnson and the Sooners brought him along that way, and, I, and he obviously he was impactful in a big way for them at the end of conference and into the tournament and all the way to Omaha for them. Uh, you know, is that is that possible, or, or what do we think? Is there any way to even know what, what Tanner's potential is in 2023? Yeah, Kate made a lot of money as well. I know he did, um, yes. <laughs> Uh, but I will say this: I thought, I thought Skip handled that situation very well, where he was one to three innings recovery, check it out, and he ended up starting twice in Omaha. So um, it's a good model for what Tanner's going to do, and we've kind of looked at that already. But I do feel like that Tanner is on schedule to pitch for this team this year. Love it. All right, Coach, uh, we will keep our ear to the, to the to the program there, ear to the ground on what's going to happen today and uh, what the plan is for the weekend. Obviously, Craig and the crew will keep us posted and uh, and Kevin Rodriguez uh, w- with what's going to happen. But, yeah, it doesn't look good today. And as you said, you guys are working on all possibilities for the fans and uh, get these to get this series in this weekend. Okay. I would just say that we just never count today out just yet. So we'll let it play out sure. and then make a decision. So. Appreciate you guys. Good luck, Coach, and uh, have a great uh, Easter weekend. Do the same. Thank you all. All right, there's David Pierce. And, uh, yeah, they're talking to Chris Del Conte, as you would imagine. They're talking to their meteorological team down there, and it doesn't look good. And as we've said all morning, this this weather front that we're dealing with is what will make its way to Augusta, Georgia, for Saturday and Sunday. As we deal with cold and rainy Thursday, Friday, they're going to deal with it Saturday, Sunday. And um, just in time for the weekend at the Masters, Buck. And, just uh, in time to lay up for the buck. <laughs> yeah, or you lay, lay up for a weather delay yeah. in Augusta Nassau. Because every time I look up here, the the lightning is is flashing out over the sky here. It's a, it's an electric storm, too, so you can't play golf or baseball in, in lightning. You could play in rain. If it's just rainy and cold, you can, you can suck that up and play. I am not one to go one more hole. Or one more swing at the golf course. I just don't. You don't. Do, you don't I don't play the that horn game. when the horn blows. Oh no! When that horn blows, I I almost can feel the horn getting ready. I was playing with a guy once and said, "I said, well, there's the horn. We get to go." And he goes, well, "The horn just means we've told you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. We've warned you. It, the, now it, it's on you. So yeah, if you it, get struck, we 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 oh, called yeah. you back. Yeah. No lawsuits for us. No, we had one hole to play at Lost Pines, and the lightning was over the top of us at a par three, and they said, "Hey, listen, are we not going to play this last hole?" I said. You're exactly right. We're not going to play this hole. We're going to take those clubs. I'm almost ready to throw them out of the cart and take off. 
instead of having that all that metal behind me. <laughs> uh, by the way, to the Kate Horton conversation in relation to Tanner Witt with Coach Pierce, and that was optimistic for Coach Pierce that maybe within three weeks uh, you get get uh, Tanner back out there. And as we said, I thought that was a pivot point for last year's team that when they lost Tanner, they lost some swag and mojo, and probably you know lowered their ceiling as a team. You wonder getting Tanner back. Can that be a pivot point to this year and a higher ceiling, big picture? Because they can, you know, Kate Horton, Buck, did, as he said, Skip Johnson at Oklahoma brought him as a reliever. But then by the time they got to the tournament into Omaha, they were starting him. And that got him drafted by the Chicago Cubs. And he made $4.5 million in a signing bonus. And he's now making his way through the Cubs organization. So for those wondering about Tanner Witt and his draft, I, I, you know, you've heard both things that there are there some, some people want him to not pitch. But at the same time, Buck, the fact that major league teams want to see him pitch. They want to see oh, where yeah. he is, uh, and it certainly helped Kate Horton at Oklahoma because now he's making you know four and a half million bucks in a bonus and uh, pitching in the Cubs organization. That would be the trajectory of Tanner Whip, but really could help this ball club this year without a doubt. All right, we'll come back when we do. It's your time to shine on a rainy Thursday. Bring the blitz four four seven three seven seven six. Let's go strong right after some gossip. First, Craig. It's time for the Craigway Sports Report. Now here's Craigway. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just gossip brought to you by the icy cold frosty Bud Lights. Might not be baseball tonight at the dish to enjoy a nice cold Bud Light, but uh, maybe. Certainly uh, sit back and watch the golf today and through the weekend. Also, Buck, tomorrow on Friday when we will not be here, National Beer Day. National Beer Day, so enjoy that. Don't tell Ty that, though, because we're off tomorrow. Or oh, that dude will be walking around the streets <laughs> looking for buses. Oh, man. See, bu- see him at the bus stop. Uh, load up the Blitz. That's what the uh, salacious gossip is. Your cue, 447-3776. Has anybody seen the uh, new movie, Air? Anybody seen that yet or talked to anybody that have seen it? It came out Wednesday officially. The uh, Nike, Michael Jordan thing. Nike, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck thing. I have not. No one? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Let us know. Is it worth? Is it good? I mean, I can't imagine it's not good. I don't know if it's great, but if it's good, if those two are involved and it's uh, got a great storyline, which is Michael Jordan and the Nike shoe brand, sounds pretty good. Uh, by the way, I just saw Tiger Woods doing some warm-ups and wincing, wincing noticeably as he walked into a bunker. Can Tiger make four days at Augusta? Can he make the cut at Augusta becomes the question. I don't know. Saturday is going to be... The big story cold. with that cold, cold weather. Hey, uh, today is National Burrito Day. In addition to National Twinkie Day, we uh, discovered that you do not like Twinkies. You're more of a ding-dong guy. Ding-dong, man. Also, you're not a burrito guy. Ty is, though. Two biggest Mexican chains in the United States both have deals today for free burritos. 10,000 people will get a free burrito at Chipotle. I don't know how. I'll probably go to their website or app or something. Also, Taco Bell. I didn't know Taco Bell had a free. They have a grilled cheese burrito. Ever had that, Ty? Taco Bell grilled cheese burrito. No, not a Taco Bell guy. Uh, apparently, you can find that there. Hey, how about this? If you have a, if you're a road rager, road rage person, you do that. You don't do road rage. Who me? Yeah, I'll, I'll occasionally mm. like honk a little bit, but I don't no. do the rage thing. New study has found that the scent of peppermint can reduce aggressive driving behavior. So, set that in the car somewhere. Yeah, like a little air freshener, just take a whiff. Like I talked yesterday about stripping naked with your wife. Oh yeah, you're having an argument. Just a little peppermint can calm you down. Because they do some dumb things that can really make you mad, I'm telling you. Also, this, Buck, that um, what would you tell your wife? This guy on Reddit was asking for advice from people because his wife said she wanted to name their son Charles after her late brother. The problem is their last name is Manson. Like their last name. No, can't do that. But she wants to name it after her dad. Chuck. 
Chuck Manson, maybe. Not Charles, no. Can't do Charles Manson? No. Chaz? Chaz. Clear there you Chaz go, Chaz. Manson. Maybe Chaz. <laughs> I agree. I don't know that you can do that. He's trying to, she wants to name it after Turton. She's carrying the baby. It's her dad. His name's Manson, though. I don't know. You do, you can let us know what you think about that. I have that. to ask Mark Adams about that. <laughs> Mark Yeah, buck Adams. off to that dude. Yeah. Hey, how about this? Buck off to this. A South African plane flight had to make an emergency landing after a deadly cobra was found in the cockpit. Oh, no. At points during the ordeal, pilot Rudolph Erasmus could feel the snake slither down his body. Dude. And he brought that plane in Oh, clean. yeah. It, it's going to come to a sudden stop, that plane, all right, for sure, if that's happening to me with that's the That's the best pilot since Sully. Sullinger, wow. Who landed in the Hudson. That dude brought that plane down with a cobra, a deadly cobra, slithering around his body. No. Ain't no way. I'm going. We're all going. <laughs> well, yeah, get those old. Oh, golly. Got to bring it home, though. Got to bring that thing home. So we're going right. to put old Rudy Erasmus up there with Sully. Maybe we'll make a movie about that. Let's go to the Blitz.